Lotus Bloom Podcast. And here is your host, Morgan Wiley. Welcome to another episode of the Lotus Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Wiley. I'm so excited to share with you this interview I had with Janet Hagen-Wallace. She is a creator of not only events, but of bringing people together and helping them to realize their dreams and to create them into their realities, which is what we're all about here. She has a very special place in my heart as I share with you during the interview. Uh, please forgive the momentary tears and emotion that well up within me, um, but being at one of Janet's events is a milestone in my creative journey as a writer, which I share more about in the interview. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Janet Hagen-Wallace. I'm so excited you're here with me today. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to hear from you. So this is awesome. I love your podcast. Thank you. It's so fun. And I just love being able to chat with all of my favorite people. And you are definitely one of those. I'm going to share with everyone how I met you because it's such a fun story. Okay. I had recently moved back to Nashville. Mm -hmm. This was 2012, I believe. And I had started writing and didn't know really what I was doing. Um, I was working on Silent Orchids, my first book, and I had also been reading a bunch of independent authors who I just fell in love with all their books. Mm -hmm. And I was on Twitter because, you know, Twitter was the big thing then and saw them saw them chatting about this conference that they were all going to be at in Nashville. And I was like, wait, what? And I jumped on because I had been kind of chatting with a few of them, like Heather Hildenbrand Mm -hmm. and Tiffany King and a few others. And they were like, oh, yeah, you got to check out this conference. We're going to be there. And then you stepped in and said, hey, I noticed you were in Nashville. Would you like to come? (laughs) I was like, "Um, yeah. (laughs) So that's how I found this fun new book conference called UtopiaCon. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. That is so funny. That's great. Oh, I know. It's wild. And so this was your first event creation, correct? Well, I had done events for corporate clients when I was, you know, in advertising and marketing when oh, I lived in New York okay. and stuff. But yes, this was my very first event for myself like this. Yes, that is true. Okay, so for the listeners, can you explain well maybe we will we'll back up a little bit and explain how you became to create this event what was it that led you to start a book conference and if you had never done that specific kind before how did you get there okay well the the shortest story because i could tell you the long one but i'll tell you the short one at the time um i had i had left um my nine to five gray cubicle job in February of 2011. And in April of 2011, I got my very first iPad. I think it was the iPad 2 had just come out or something. So I got that. And and 
that little Kindle icon changed the way I consume and digest books. So in- instead of reading a book a month, because that's how long it took me to get to the library or the bookstore or whatever, I was now reading mm-hmm. three to five books a week. And I was oh, devouring sure. them. I mean, much like what you said just a minute ago, I was finding all these authors. I started with traditional because that's what I knew. I didn't know... I was pretty ignorant to the fact, I mean, like, I knew self-publishing existed, but I was pretty ignorant to the fact that there was this rising swell that I guess had happened a little after 2009, and by 2011, it was really starting to bubble up, and even though it was still fairly new, I guess, um, on the whole, now that we're mm-hmm. looking back on it. But when I started getting those recommendations and started reading those 99-cent books and realizing, hey, wait a minute, there's some really good writers here that you don't have to have uh, a deal to get your story out. And for me at the time, right. um, I was building social deviance, with, which was my marketing company, you know, and, and consulting and marketing for clients. I was building that up. And, you know, when you're doing that, there's a lot of like, you're building websites and you're hustling for clients and you're doing all that. And it's just, mm. there's a lot of uh, masculine systems in there. Um, very systems yeah. processes, very, you know, very, it, it, there was no creativity in my life at the time. And I actually was a writer as well, or I sometimes try to consider myself one. But at night I would come home and I would dive into those books and a glass of wine and some chocolate covered almonds in whatever order. <laughs> And so what ended up happening was in about six months, I had read, I don't know, somewhere around 65, 70 books. You'd have to do the math of three to five books a a week over six months. That's a lot. Well, what I realized with these these women authors, and it was primarily women that I was reading, primarily paranormal titles because, you know, Hello, Twilight, and primarily young adult category that I was like, okay, these women are helping me build my business and they don't even know it because I would spend all day trying to build my business. And then I would come home at night and just escape, just escape the reality of how hard it was. Yeah. And I fell in love with just, just all of it, just the whole world of it. I had never been in the book world before, but I knew, I knew that I had to say thank you somehow, some way. And so what is a person to do that that's building one whole business, right? Except build the second one. So, <laughs> well, of course. Uh, yeah. Duh. Um, looking back, probably not the best idea, but I actually went into my writer's group because I had a writing group here in Nashville, which was like, you know, Jamie and Angela and Susan and a bunch of faces that you know, a bunch of people you know, your, your yeah. listeners may not, but they're, they're UtopiaCon um, uh, regulars. And, and quite frankly, these are the people who helped me build it. You know, I walked into my writer's group one day and said, hey, who wants to start a writing conference? And they all (laughs) raised their hands and I was like, okay, we're crazy, but we're doing it. And (laughs) it was November of 2011 and we decided to have it in the summer of 2012, like between school, you know, like when all school's out, right? So I started asking all these authors if they would come and they're like, that's six months away. Who? That's way too far out. (laughs) which is hilarious now considering how yeah. far in advance you have to reach out to some of these authors to get them to oh, yeah. say yes to your event or whatever. But at the time, there was really nothing out there like this. There were definitely book right. conferences and things like that, but they were almost exclusively, I want to say exclusively, for traditionally published authors. There just was nothing out there for indies. We were not indie exclusive. Yeah. I was not into um, separate but equal. I was in like everyone. We're gonna, all of us are going to learn together. Because every, mm-hmm. every field that you choose has highs and lows, whether you're traditionally published, indie published, hybrid, you name it, right? 
they all have highs and lows, right. especially now that we've seen this uh, past decade of the cycle mm-hmm. of what's happened in the industry. And anyway, I could go on and on, but I'm oh, yeah. probably want to ask another question. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I got started. And it's funny you mentioned Twitter because I used to be so much more active on Twitter. I'm, you know, at this point you get a little jaded, right? Or a little, you don't, you want to yeah. avoid the negativity as much as possible. At least I do. Right. But at that time, the community felt a lot smaller. It felt a lot more, um, mm-hmm. we felt, we all felt new rather than, judgy i would say and it yeah. was there was there was some real love there and yeah and it was funny because that utopia was was probably more well known and probably still is more well known outside of tennessee than it is in its home or its base oh really <laughs> interesting from um, reaching out to all the authors that i was reading and and getting to know you know i never yeah because I, I never did any i never had to do any promotion or marketing in town ever it was all word of, it was all word of huh. mouth for years oh that's great so that we did the last one in 2017 and then we're going to do a, a reunion and next year 2021 it'll be the 10 year reunion yeah. and 2021 oh it's so fun and like you said there was no judgy there were authors there i could walk in hear me just somebody who's trying to figure out writing and i could sit down next to somebody who'd already published a handful of books and they were so friendly and welcoming and it was like a family a community that it was magical agreed and i think we had so much to learn from each other traditional publishers were trying to figure out how indies could get the books out so quickly and more than that They couldn't figure out how we were able or how indies were able to build such rabid fan bases and get these bestsellers the way they were getting on Amazon at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were popping up on bestseller lists like USA Today and, you know, New York Times and, and, and whatnot. It was, it was like, let's figure this out together. And, you know, you have people, amazing people like C.J. Redwan, who is traditionally published. That's the path that works for her and that she chose. Mm-hmm. And she has been such a supporter for years of uh, yeah. the UtopiaCon family of, uh, of all the indies. And, and again, there's some who started indie and then went traditional. There's some who stay hybrid and they have some genres and categories mm-hmm. that do really well traditionally published. And then they have some genres that they're like, you know what, I'm going to keep this one indie. You know? And then there's other ones that only do yeah. indie, but they won't do anything else but indie, which is fine too. To each their own. I think you have to have a certain personality type to do either path. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, but it was great. Well, it's just so neat that there are options. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that's the thing. We all want options and we all want to figure it out. And, uh, you know, I think we all try to figure out this magic formula. And a lot of times it's not so much about knowing the exact structure, but it is about just tenacity and perseverance and staying true to yourself, right? Uh, ha- half of it, or I would say 80% of it is mindset and the rest of it's the sweat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really true. Yeah. So, yeah, I did UtopiaCon for uh, up until 2017. And then from that, um, my career branched into a couple different directions. I started doing events for clients rather than for myself. So I had a couple of author clients that I do events for. I also have a dentist and oh, really? <laughs> I have a, a, finan- a day trader financial advisor that I do events for. So... That started happening, which was oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, I get to go to Turks and Caicos in May, for instance. I get to go to Disneyland in April, which is great. I love doing awesome. that. Awesome. And in addition to that, when I decided that, because when UtopiaCon started, there was really nothing out there like it. Within a few years now, there's a weekend, there's an event every weekend for indies and in the book yeah. world. And so I thought, okay, that was wonderful. And it served its purpose. What is another way that I can serve this community mm-hmm 
what's something that I would want to do? What's something, what are the needs now? So I, I sent out this questionnaire. It was actually in 2014. It's a very, I think it was like December of 2014. And I sent out a questionnaire to um, a few dozen authors that I knew and really well-known names now, especially. And I said, and I sent out the questionnaire, like asking, what are the next challenges? What are you not breaking through to? Where, where are you finding your challenges now? You know, before it was, how do we freaking publish it all? How do we even figure this out? And now it's like, okay, we're right. making six figures. What's the next step? You know, how do we sustain it? How do we break through multi-six figures? How do we get international rights? How do we do audio books? How do we option books and not have them sit on shelves that actually get development made? Those kinds, those were the sorts of things that they were mm-hmm. having challenges with. And I thought, okay, how, what are ways that we can dig deep into this? And so I created Next Chapter Retreats. Next Chapter Retreats is literally about the next chapter of the writer's journey. You know, you, it's for right. advanced authors who already know, they've already been there, they've probably even hit a list at this point. And they're like, what can I do to break through the next thing? And so I created these retreats all around the world, one a year, um, that are invitation only. Well, some of them were, some of them aren't. But at the time, they were invitation only. I would bring in an expert. Every, every retreat would be based around a certain topic. I would bring in an expert from that field, and we would have like a long weekend and immerse ourselves in that. We'd also have a lot of R&R with, and great conversation with our peers, build relationships. It, and a lot of the magic happens in the white space on the schedule, you know, where those, those blank spaces is where mm-hmm. you can really have that deep connection and those deep conversations. Um, the first one was in Palm Springs, and I brought in a uh, WGA Writers Guild of America award winner, who was a writer who had written screenplays for books, who had adapted screenplays mm-hmm. from books. She actually now is one of the head writers for Hulu's Little Fires Everywhere, which was also a book. Oh, wow. So she was my first expert in Palm Springs. And then, you know, we had one of them. We had a, a Paris retreat that was focused on authenticity and branding and hmm. visibility. Wow. Uh, you know, visibility, especially in Paris. And I brought in a photographer and a fashion expert. We did one in New York that was all publicity and PR. And then we did one in the Orient Express, which was all mystery. And I brought in Charlene Harris. Oh, wow. You know, I'm, so they've been all over Oregon and I'm doing one in Scotland this this year. And then I'm going to do Salem, Massachusetts oh, next man. year. So it's great. They're fun. They're really small. And I think all but one have sold out since I started those in 2015. That's amazing. They've been really rewarding. I've learned a ton. There's been a lot of magic that's come out of those from people that have gone to them. And I... One of my favorite things is to help people realize their dreams, you know, bring them to fruition, find ways mm-hmm. to connect the dots between this is what I want to do and this is how you do it. And this is who I want to know. So That's so cool. I love that you are creating these opportunities. It's it's such a cool way to express creativity in, you know, some people create products, some people create the mm. books. You are creating not only these events, but these moments that are connecting people and their mm. dreams and enabling them to, like a diving board, just jump off into the next thing, like you said, the next chapter. And I think that's amazing. It's such a cool thing. I know for me, I mean, I don't think I would be, I know I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't gone to that first utopia. Thank you. You created, oh, now I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Oh, sorry. 
I feel the same way. I feel the same way. It, it, it's a special, it was a special time, a special place for sure. It was very special. It was a place where, you know, someone's struggling in their, their dream and their passion to start something new. In my case, it was writing and I felt very alone and didn't know anybody else that was doing it in a way that I could, you know, talk to them and mm. ask questions. And here you've created this point of connection to where now I have such close, deep relationships with so many of the women that I met there. And, you know, 15 titles later, I am I am who I am because of those moments that have all built on top of each other that started 15? That's your fantastic. Event. I can't believe, I mean, wow, <laughs> that's a lot. That's amazing. Good for you. Oh. <laughs> and I've read some of those Thank books, you. by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what was in the air, or we, we attracted such an amazing community of, of lifters, you know, that's what I call them, the, the lifters you climb people, yeah. that have gone on and created their own groups. I, I think one of the things I'm most proud of is how many other events came out of UtopiaCon. Uh, there's so many other conferences where the people yeah. who came to UtopiaCon said, how can I bring this energy and magic and put my own spin on how I want to present it to the mm-hmm. world. How can I do that where I live or over here or whatever? And that's really exciting for me. And um, I ended up also creating a series, an audio series that's free actually on SoundCloud of like how to rock your how to how to rock your live event. And it's and it's it's me oh, sort of cool. teaching and training on on. Please don't make the mistakes I made because I made some crazy, crazy mistakes. <laughs> oh man! And the thing is, the thing is, I've done events before in my past life, um, you know, in advertising and marketing for entertainment companies in New York. But when it was my own and I, I had to figure out all of it, you know, it, I made some big mistakes, like financially big. And I don't, I don't mm. want people to make those same mistakes because it, it. It hurts, you know, not just your wallet, but your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I created that series to help people with that because, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you you know, a few years ago there was an issue with people who would create events. Uh, luckily, no one I knew who would create events, but all of a sudden they would disappear with the money. Oh, jeez. Or whatever. And people, and you, you remember the, the, yeah. this time, I think, where there was a few events like that. And what I tried to communicate to people, like, look, events are expensive. They're a lot of work. That's a full-time job. And I'd have authors that would be like, I want to create an event. I'm like, that's great. Do you want to be an author or do you want to create events? Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it is hard to do both. I'm not going to say impossible, but it's, there's so much work. That's why I'm saying if you want to do it, hire me to help you do it because mm-hmm. there's, there's so much work and there's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, all of that being said, so worth it when you hear people like you who get emotional years later still that kind of impact man you can't put a price tag on that you know and we we had a sort of there was magic in the air back then because i've seen so many awesome groups branch off and have online mastermind groups and writing buddies and yeah all of that i love it i love it <laughs> i love it yeah it's a huge ripple mm-hmm. effect it really is. It's awesome. For you, creating events, is there a difference in satisfaction level for you creatively if it's your own event or if you're creating it for someone else or are they just two different beasts? I think it's 
that's different. I mean, the nuts and bolts and systems and structures, all that's the same. I think when you're helping a client, the satisfaction comes in one, they shouldn't be aware of any of the crap that you're dealing with backstage, you know what I mean, or off mm -hmm. behind the curtain, so to speak. Not that they shouldn't know everything that's leading up to the event. If there's issues, obviously, you want to talk to your client and deal with those. Sure. But during the event, it's their job to just be the face of the event and to shine. And it's your job to bring their vision to life and organize it well, right, and pull it off. Mm -hmm. When it's your own event, obviously, there's great satisfaction in, in creating that. I mean, you know me, I like to theme out everything. You took me to a theme every year, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, what can we do? And oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to create events that I want to go to, you know, yeah. I got really sick of book signings where everyone was crammed in a hotel room or in a hotel ballroom and their lines were a mile long. You're standing in line for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand it. So I did a signing in New York that was a wine and sign. I rented out a rooftop deck of a lounge bar nice had the authors there and had a happy hour so you, you you paid you know it was a happy hour event and so you got to hang out with the authors and drink and get your book signed love that you know like because that's an event you want to go to right you want to hang out there right <laughs> and and it's fun um i created next chapter retreat because i was like okay let's see uh i've always wanted to go to orient express what can i do well obviously orient express would be mysteries wouldn't it <laughs> you immediately think of the orient express you think of orient express i'm like all right well what does that look like and i looked at trips orient express trips online and they had one from london to venice i'd never been to venice nice. i was like huh this sounds like it's also one of the shorter trips because you want to make sure that it's manageable right right and, and I was like, okay, we'll do two days in London, two days aboard the Orient Express, and then two days in Venice. And I thought, wow, this could be really cool. We did a, we did a um, Jack the Ripper walking tour in London. That oh, was gosh. way cool, by the way. You think those things are going to be super touristy, but they're so historical. It's bananas. Oh, that's cool. You know, and they have all the evidence and all the detective stuff. That sounds amazing. You know, and so you're, you're giving people these experiences that can impact their writing, Oh, for sure. Because when you're standing on the Orient Express and you hold out your arms, you know exactly how far away the wall is, right? Mm -hmm. And you can feel the the shake and the rhythm of the train, and you can taste the foods and experience the foods that they serve on the Orient Express, and you can walk the steps that Jack the Ripper walked in in London, and you can, I mean, the sights, the sounds, it's all, it's sensory. Oh, I love it. It's all five senses. So it's these real real experiences and then of course we bring in the educational aspect with the experts that we bring in to help people sort of get to that next level mm -hmm. that sounds amazing you know <clears throat> and then the friendships that come out of that stuff i have nothing to do with i just give people the opportunity and mm -hmm. the magic happens so but it's pretty cool to watch i have to say that is pretty cool the satisfaction for me in my own events comes with creating something that i would enjoy to go to anyway right and and seeing people seeing the magic happen and then for other people's events it's bringing their vision to life and keeping as much off their plate as possible during the event that's awesome so with that what what are some of the challenges that you face with that whether it's creative or otherwise does that make sense well sure yeah i mean yeah and i would say that the the, the challenges aren't unique to what i do either it's the, the it, it could be for any creative person i would say you know there's mm -hmm. when you work for yourself there's cycles of success and there's also cycles of your personal life i mean right it's not a linear journey 
there's a lot of detours, a lot of detours, and and that's um, right. it's not distraction, it's light, you know, or there's or there's setbacks, whether it's a personal illness or something in your family or, yeah. uh, you know, those are the challenges. When, when you're in the day-to-day like that, sometimes it's hard to keep the bird's eye view of keep your eyes on the prize and keep that big vision piece yeah. front and center. And so those, those challenges aren't unique, you know. And then, of course, the money is instead of getting a paycheck every two weeks, you could get a huge chunk and then be dry for two months and then get another chunk. And, and so it's managing that and, and having stuff in the pipeline and hustling for that the next client or gig, and it is what it is. I've always said, and believe me, even on events themselves, oh my God, the Paris event, and even the, the Orient Express event, I broke my foot, literally steps from the Orient Express. Oh no. Yeah, so I sat on the Orient Express, and then when we got to Venice, I didn't even get to enjoy Venice. I had to um, get on the boat and go back and fly home. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it is, but stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, I remember the Paris one, I... My luggage never came, never, never showed up. It didn't, my luggage did not get home until after I was home oh, for two Oh, no, jeez. And my luggage showed up, and I was like, well, how was your trip? Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> so I had literally two outfits, because I always bring an extra outfit on the plane, and these are tips that I also give in my How to Rock Your That's Life event. If you travel, bring an extra outfit on you know, Absolutely. in the carry and your makeup. You know, so I had two outfits, so I had to go shopping there. I mean, there is always going to be something that goes wrong. It is how you choose to respond to that. Absolutely. That sets you apart. Mm -hmm. That makes all the difference. Are you going to complain and whine? Or are you going to be like, okay, this is inconvenient. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. How am I going to handle it? Because you, especially, you know, if it's my event, I set the tone. If I'm miserable and a mess and disorganized, that trickles down right. to your attendees. Yeah. You've got to lift. You've got to lift yourself and lift every and lift the room. Absolutely. That's good. So how you respond to all the setbacks during those times is, is really, it, it'll determine how fast you get through it and what you see on the other side of it. So that's what I tell people because, you know, all of our challenges aren't as unique as we think they are. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, not that they're not important, not that they can't punch you in the gut. How do you handle it? How do you manage it? To have a good support system, whether it's those those good friends that you can call or your mom, yeah. <laughs> a family member, or your your spouse, a loved one, or, you know, whoever that is for you, you know, definitely have a good support system. And and, and don't let it be the support system that is just the yes right. people. I mean, obviously, you, when you need a shoulder, you want that encouragement and support, but you also want those people to call you out and be like, hey, yeah. I might want to take a look at this one piece, you know? Yeah, that's good. Of what mm-hmm. you're doing and reevaluate it. That's great. And you had talked about um, finding the bigger picture when you're facing those challenges. How do you, how do you specifically find that bigger picture again when it's kind of caving practice, in on you? Practice. I mean, you really, it, you have to train, you know, Something that I have done from the very beginning is teach and practice the mindset pieces. I have a lift as you climb group on Facebook where this is what we do. I taught a class several years in a row, I think from 2014 through 2016 or so, that was all about combining the marketing and the mindset. So we did Monday was all focused on your mindset. And then another day of the week, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, we focused on the marketing and the business piece because you can do marketing you can follow every system and every structure. And if your mind isn't in the right place, then none of the stuff that you do is mm. going to stick. 
That's good. Or whatever it is, and you're going to let fear take over, Mm -hmm. right? So practicing the mindset pieces is key. It is absolutely key to making it and to to doing it. But it takes practice. And I'm going to tell you, um, I backslide all the time. All the time, Mm -hmm. you know? I signed up for an Oprah 21-day meditation, not like literally... I want to say 18 days ago. <laughs> Haven't meditated <laughs> once. Not once. Oh, we've, we've all been there. Not one time, you know? But I did. But the thing is, is I did hire a coach this year. And I, I, I try to do coaching every year of some kind. And I did start, I did start, um, uh, I committed to one day a week of exercise because I know that I'm going to be at um, a community rec center one day mm-hmm. a week. And then because I started doing it one day a week, now I'm doing it That's more. That's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? So we all screw up. Absolutely. We all make mistakes. We all backslide. You don't want to beat yourself up, but you also don't want to keep saying, oh, but we all mess up. <laughs> you want to keep we going. We want to keep getting up. You want to keep, <laughs> asking, you want to keep asking more of yourself so that you can achieve your dreams. Yeah. That's you great. Know? And I think it is just, it's small victories as you do the small things and keep doing them and keep getting victory, then it is, it's easier to add a second day or whatever it is because you know you can already mm-hmm. do the one thing and it, it builds mm-hmm. and creating that, that foundation of victory and yep. you keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And celebrate. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is, that's a big thing to celebrate, celebrate those victories. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to celebrate online and it's okay to be happy and proud and, you know, And I think, I think it's important to do so. I think so many times, you know, we're in this, uh, hurry and move on to the next thing, this instant gratification era or whatever it is that, oh, you did this great. Let's move on. Now let's do the next thing where it's really important to, to acknowledge what you accomplished and the victory that you've had and to, to sit it in is, that. And it's, it's, it's so important too, because I think a lot of times, especially women will be like, oh, no, it was a right. deal. Oh, this whole thing. Or, oh yeah, I released another book, but, but you released another freaking book. I haven't released one. You know, I mean, like there's, things that you should celebrate just because you know how to do it now and it's your 15th or 16th doesn't make it any less spectacular yeah yeah you know that's true and that that's a challenge for me yeah and it's important to celebrate it because in those times when things aren't so great you can say but i released 15 books or you know what i did create utopia con and it's okay that i'm not doing that right now you know it's okay to be proud of something you accomplished and to, to be like, hey, maybe I did leave a small mark on the writing community. Because sometimes, you, you know, you feel like, oh, you're like, oh, it's thankless. And oh, I, oh, poor, woe is me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but no. But if you just remember, but holy crap, look what we built Absolutely. We did you built it. a community right. of people that are still together and doing things and creating and creating their own events and it's and creating it's their just own things. trickling yeah. outward, you know, for as far as the eye can see. And it's not just the one thing. You create all kinds of events that bring these people together and realize their dreams. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's it huge. Is. So I, I mean that's that's what I would say is Keep yeah. going. Take breaks if you need to, but keep going. Celebrate. And honestly, you know, listen to the, listen to your voice. Like if you think, oh, is it time or not to switch right. gears or to do something different? Because I was feeling the pull to do something different for a while mm. with UtopiaCon, like years before I actually stopped doing okay. it. And I thought, other people are doing this now. 
I feel like it's run its course. But I thought, but then I was, I kept having those, again, it was those doubts of like, but I've got this thing. I should make it massive and I should make it big and I should have the first awards, the book awards on TV. Like, you know, that was my vision at the time. But I wasn't as satisfied or happy. And people would actually come up to me and say, hey, what's mm-hmm. up? Is everything okay? And I'd be like, I'm fine. But I guess maybe they were seeing past what I was past mm-hmm. that day or that yeah. moment, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, everyone's doing this now. Utopia has served its purpose. It's ushered in this new thing. What can I do differently, mm-hmm. you know? Or what can I, what can I do mm-hmm. now to serve in a deeper way? And I didn't listen mm-hmm. to it for a couple of years because I was like, oh no, that's too crazy. You, you should make this massive and blah, 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 blah. And, but I should have listened earlier. I think you that's know? an interesting point though, because you have, when you have a good thing going and you see it impacting people and you, it, mm-hmm. it could just keep going. But if, if you are feeling mm-hmm. that tug to go a different direction, it can almost then become forced or like you said, it's not serving its purpose anymore. I think we don't, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't allow ourselves the permission to alter course because, well, but why, why Agreed. would I do this? I have this good thing. I should, like mm-hmm. you said, I should make it as big as I can make it. But maybe that's really not what it was intended to do. Right. Well, there's also the fear of starting over sure. and starting from scratch again. You're like, God, I built up, I worked so hard for all this time to build this. Now what am I going to do? Right. You know, that kind of thing. So I can't agree with you more, though. It wasn't just me that I, I could tell was filling the pool. You know, authors... Um, had were like, okay, I'm going to do a different event this year, which is fine. They should totally do a different event. But those same authors would be like, but but I need Utopia to be there. <laughs> I need to know that Utopia still exists. And I'm like, well, it can't if people don't right, come. Right. You know, so right. <laughs> so it was one of those. And we had a very successful run all the way to the end. But the 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 that last two years, you know, attendance was down 100, 200 people from what it had been mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. That's minor. But it's like people just needed to know that we were there so that they could go spread their wings. They needed the anchor. Yeah. But what they really didn't realize is that the anchor was going to hold them back if they didn't, they didn't cut it. Ooh, that's a, that's a good analogy. I just got chills. So I think that us stopping that and, and me exploring new avenues for mm-hmm. myself also helped other people mm-hmm. go and create their own events. Mm-hmm. And go and go to other people's events and try something different and see a mm-hmm. new, you know, each event has its own energy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you've done different events and you, you can just feel different energy at them. It's awesome when you find really, really great ones. You're like, oh, man, these people are hilarious and a blast. And this one's like, oh, this one's like really serious. I get a lot of stuff mm-hmm. done here. A lot of productivity pieces done. And, you know, and this one over here is like, oh, this one's the, the really, the, the heart. This one's the heart. You know, they all have their own energy and it's nice to see people go off and do that. So, yeah, you got to listen, really pay attention, check in with yourself, even if you're scared of whatever Mm -hmm. comes next. If you know, you Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. You mentioned that you have been writing. Do you still write? Is that something you're still working on or passionate about? I do. I do still write. Um, I, you know, clearly I'm the slowest writer on planet Earth. Because I started writing a, well, it was going to be a children's book, and now it's more of an intermediate reader. Um, I started writing a book when when I was pregnant with my son, and he's 11. Well. (laughs) So, and I still haven't finished it. It's about 15,000, 16,000 words now, I think. And then I have a, uh, I actually have a screenplay with 
another author friend Ooh. of ours, but I'm not going to mention it on this on this podcast. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> it's secret. We haven't announced That's it awesome. or anything. We had we had started writing it as a book, and then we we had a conversation, and I was like, okay, so what is our goal with this? What do we want to do with it? And that's what you want to do with right. everything, right? And this is a great creativity teaching moment. What is the destination? What do you want to do? How do you want to feel? What's the goal? Where mm-hmm. do you want to be, yeah. right? So I said, so what do we really want to do with this? And both of us said the exact same thing. And we said, we want to see it developed into something with a studio. And I said, well, then why are we doing the book again? <laughs> when and she, and she was like, well, I've never done a, I've never done a screenplay. Like, neither have I, but I've also never done a book event. So let's just figure awesome. it out. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's what we've been doing. And, you know, we've been creating this awesome world and characters and story. That's together. amazing. And because because both of us have other day jobs, sure. <laughs> it's one of those that it does take longer because we both have mm-hmm. families and we both have things. But it's it's something that even though it's on, I wouldn't say a back burner, but maybe not the main mm-hmm burner yeah. of our life we always tend to it we don't let it stick to the bottom that's great and get burnt you know so we're always tending to it and we're always nurturing it even if it takes longer and that's okay yeah. too and that's how it'll get done keep at it yeah oh that's exciting let's hope Figure yeah <laughs> that's really cool well i will uh, look yeah. forward to that announcement whenever it comes yeah well and of course my my goal is, is to hopefully finish this children's book before my kids are adults <laughs> and have their own kids to read it to Let's see how that goes. Um, you know, but I would like to have something to pass on to my kids. Like, hey, here's a book that you can read to your That's really today. cool. You know, that'd be cool. That's really cool. I have yeah. not delved into children's mm-hmm. books yet. My daughter keeps pushing me. She's like, come on, write something for kids. You know, I was a member of SCBWI for years before I even started writing. Um, I don't know what had drawn me to that world. I'd gone to... A convention in 2010, mm. actually, um, the winter January convention in 2010 in New York City, and I was like, yes, heck yes. And then when I, you know, when I, I had a kid, I had a kidlit group here in Nashville, and that's where the whole, all of those writers. It's now, you know, obviously not kidlit. It's YA and up mm. and all that. But that's how it started cool. back in the day. Yeah, so, that's yeah. awesome. I think there's something challenging. Yeah. I mean, I know some people could look at a kid's book and say, well, it's so easy. You know, they're just small. But I find that even more challenging to come up with a story, to condense it down, to be the perfect thing it needs to be for kids. I do think that writers who are used to writing description yeah. and, you know, long world building and things like that have a really hard time distilling down the message. It's very mm-hmm. true. I have a hard time even writing my own book blurbs and summaries because I'm so wordy. <laughs> I have a hard time getting it down to what it really is. <laughs> and that's why you hired right? someone to help you with that. I mean, like there's specific people out there who do editing yeah, really well. Absolutely. There's specific people who do blurbs really well you know, i mean and writing pr- writing a and press and press releases and marketing copy is completely different than oh, writing completely. a book so we all have different ways of using our talents yeah know? my husband so. he he's also writing a screenplay and i was looking at the format and watching him do it and i was just <laughs> i was so frustrated because <laughs> i was like but i want i want to know i'm gonna tell you i want to know the description not <laughs> way. i was like ah I think my big thing is I was like, I want to just write the stuff instead of having to like write the person's right. name and write the action and where we are. I'm like, just, can I just write the stuff? <laughs> yeah. 
That seems yeah. its its own challenge that I am probably not gifted at. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe someday. I always, I always tell my kids that you're not, that you're not allowed to say that they're not good at something. They can say they're not good at yes. something yet, or that they're still working on their art or whatever. I love it. Nope, you you're know? right. Awesome. So, Janet, what is next for you? You mentioned you've got some events coming up. You're going to Scotland. Yes, that's in September. That sounds amazing. I mean, this year's this year it's uh, I have two two client events where I'm on site, one client event where I'm a con- consultant, and then the Scotland event. And other than those, I'm planning Utopia Con reunion in 2021, Yay. and in my Salem, Massachusetts next chapter retreat in 2021 in October. Yes, Halloween. Salem, Mass. Yeah. Other than that, uh, you know, I got my real estate license last year. I got my substitute teaching certificate last year. Um, Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. So that's basically where I'm at, and I'm still doing the writing and stuff like that. So so what's next for me is really it's more of the same, more creating and more learning and more growing and more doing. And That's awesome. I love it. Well, you've touched on so many things. If there was one, one piece of advice you could leave for other creatives in the thick of it, just trying to keep going and pursuing their passions, bringing their creativity to a reality, what piece of advice would you give them? Oh, there's been so many good ones given to me, but one of the things that I try to do with my children is every night before bed, I try to, I ask them, tell me something good that happened today. And every morning I ask them, you know, tell me something you like about yourself and something you like Mm -hmm. about your brother or your mother or everyone else, whoever's Mm -hmm. in the room. These are good ways to start and end the day. That's great. In the morning, mention, say out loud something that you like about yourself and say something that you like about your boss or about your husband or wife. You know, because I think it's so easy for us to focus on the negative Mm -hmm. and amplify that in ourselves and in others that one negative review, mm-hmm. that all the things that drive you crazy about your spouse or your brother or sister, you know, all the usual stuff. But if you can say one nice thing about them every single day, it's a really good thing. And especially when it comes to yourself, say one nice thing, something that you mm-hmm. like about yourself, something that you're good at. I love going to the movies by myself and I love that mm-hmm. about myself. I love that I'm okay mm-hmm. with, what you know, yeah. whatever. And then at, and at the end of the day, if you can say, tell me something good that happened today. So even if the day was a total wash, there had to been something mm-hmm. good about it. An interaction you had, a call that you made, an email that you received, uh, the fact that you got over a cold, whatever, (laughs) something good about that day, you know, you can find something good to be grateful for, to have an impact, because it's a great way to go to sleep, because the older we get, the more we have worries and anxieties to keep us from sleep, right? Whether it's money or relationships, or if you're like me and you think of something awkward that you did and you think about it for the next 50 years, Mm -hmm. right? Like (laughs) that one awkward moment you had in front of somebody, you're like, well, I can never be sent to that person clearly, you know, like, because I made an ass of myself at one time, Um, you know, but if you, but if you say, you know what, what happened, something good that happened today was this, but it just makes it a, a smidge easier to go to bed and if you repeat that practice every single day. I love it. I think that's great. That's good advice. Thank you. So if there's anyone that would like to contact you about your events or um, your writing on Mm -hmm. the wall management, where Mm -hmm. can they find you? Next Chapter Retreats is next chapter writers retreat at gmail.com and writing on the wall management which is mgmt like the band (laughs) at gmail.com so writing on the wall mgmt 
at gmail.com. You can email me. You can find me on Facebook. I mean, I've got, what, a zillion pages. I've got writing on the wall page. I've got the Utopiacon page. I've got my own profile. I've got, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> the All bushel the of social profiles. Yeah. yeah. You um, are not hard to find. But I'm around. <laughs> Okay. Well, awesome. We'll make sure and link all of your all of your things in the show notes. But thank you so much for taking your time today and chatting with us and sharing your journey. I've loved it. I have loved being here. I thought I'd enjoy to talk to you anyway. It was basically just recording our conversation. True. This is awesome. <laughs> it's great fun. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much.